Hello, everybody. Hi. It's lovely to be back. We are going to be recording episode... 13. Woo! Lucky 13! We're going to talk about Jason on Friday the 13th final chapter. Woo! We'll post it a day early so you can listen to it on Friday the 13th. Post it a day early so you listen to it on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that way they don't have to... Ah, because it's, it's Thursday today, guys. I was kind of confused. Our cat is here to make a little announcement. She goes, meow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, but we're going to be talking about what four. Friday the 13th final chapter part 4. The one with Corey Feldman. You know the actors and actresses names? Well, he's Go the most famous it. person in there. Uh, is that Who's that? He's a kid from Goonies. Ah, he is the guy that is Tommy Tommy Jarvis. Jarvis. Actor one of Three. three. <laughs> One of three. So, what do you want to talk about? What's your views? What's your opinions about the movie? Well, Good, I've bad? I've seen it a lot. It's one of my favorite Jason movies. But yesterday was your first time watching it. In a long time. I thought it was the one where they're down in the sewer. But that was wrong. Yeah, that's Jason Takes Um, But it was interesting. I liked it. Uh, it was more gory than most of his films. I think it was one of the first of the goriest of the films that they've done. I think it's like where, like it's, the first couple were really gory, and then after that they kind of calm it down. Because in part five there's not a lot of gore. Oh, we're not talking about part five, we're talking about part four. Well, I mean... (laughs) In the in the vein of a lot of the Friday fans, when it after four they really dialed back on the some of the violent stuff, some of the gore, uh, the skinny dipping stuff. The there's more nudity in the. Well, thank goodness it's part four with lots of guts and gore and nudity. Yes. Um. The. I think it was one of the goriest of the Friday the 13th up to part four. Like, one was a little gory, not much. I mean, there was... There was more in two. Um, the second one was... Yeah, yeah, with the the mom's head in the fridge. That was creepy. The mom's head in the fridge. The, yeah. The spike through the bed i don't really really remember part three i know it's a, it was in 3d and something about that dude liking lots of bunnies but i don't remember yes, that's in the first five minutes i don't i don't really know that one very that's well the one with shelly and i was at the the non-jason one or no that's part five. Oh, that's part five i don't remember the third but the fourth it seemed like they were trying to overshadow Halloween part two right there's a lot of homages to the Halloween franchise yeah it was yeah from the two characters in the beginning that reminded me of Bud and Karen Mm -hmm. to the Halloween knife on the wall 
Yeah. That's what I compare it to. Is like they were trying to outdo Halloween 2 with the gore. Because Halloween 2, yeah, it's kind of gory, but it's not. It, there's not a whole lot of blood in Halloween 2. So it's like they amped it up for Friday the 13th Part 4 this, to go above and beyond. This one also has one of the better stories in it than compared to the others. Because it connects to the other films. I do like, I did like it a lot. Um, the kills were pretty cool. I'm very fascinated with all the kills that he did, especially, like, the, there was, res um, what's it called? Uh, resemblance to the, the, the first Friday, um, when the naked chick goes onto the, the, what's it, raft, I guess it would be, yeah. the inflatable raft, and that insinuates, like, the final part of the first one yeah. along with where when Kevin Bacon gets killed yeah. in the first one it's the same type of kill in that one with her like going through the raft and up like I did don't think it was an arrow but did you miss how Paul died um I might have I don't remember he got a harpoon gun through the testicles is that resembling, uh... No, that's just, like, uh... Friday one with Kevin Bacon? Because it was... Wasn't it, like, a harpoonish thing that went that through was, his neck? Um, an arrow? That, that, was an, that was an arrowhead. This was more of, like, a, a dual kill like they did in part two. Didn't... Didn't Jason get shot in the head or something with a harpoon as well in one of the things? Or got shot with it? No, he shoots somebody in Oh, so eight. he just shoots it? Yeah, he shoots it at the girl. Thought he got hurt. And isn't... Wow, I have lots of questions. I should know the answers because we did just watch it last night. But isn't this the one where uh, we finally get the, the hatchet thing in the mask? Is mm. part four or... Um, the, the sh Part three is where he has the hatchet in the mask. This is the one where he gets hit in the face with the machete and he slides down it. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, that was... That was bad. I didn't... Oh. Okay. Is, <laughs> I remember. This is the first one that I think... Uh, Halloween, Friday the 13th Part 4 should really get more props for... It created the staples of the genre. Uh, the slightly virgin-esque girl. The, <laughs> the guy that's trying to... Trying to show that he's actually like a lover in bed trope. He's kind of geeky. You have the junk. You have the promiscuous girl. You have the cool hero type, which would be Corey Feldman's. You have the person hunting Jason, which is the first time somebody's hunted Jason in a movie. And that would be Rick, who's um the guy who... Uh, fights Jason in the dark, but he's supposed to be a connection to the girl. In part two, that got impaled with the spear through the bed. That was his sister from part two, so it's a connection to that. And it has a, it just has a lot of good character development, and for talking about character development in a horror film, is something you don't get that often. And this one really developed everybody from... Axel, who is the perverted 
more guy in the beginning to all the teenagers get character development the mom gets character development the sister Tommy everybody that's involved there's not one character that you don't know stuff about even the twins get character development even though they don't have a lot of scenes on screen and the deaths are all really good and I think Jason has a pretty cool look in this film yes I think this is like the first one of the Fridays that he killed somebody that shouldn't have died the mom yeah that I think this is because he never went after like kids like the kids in at the camp or yeah. he never attacked anybody not saying like they deserved to die the people that did but they had sinful things sinful flaws is yeah and I'm pretty sure the mom was sinful but she was a good mom and in the first five minutes when you when you her first scene on screen she talks about trying to reconcile with uh, Trisha's dad mm-hmm so she's trying to but it's also the first one that does not take place in Crystal Lake true because they don't make it to Crystal Lake and they technically, you said this is like Saturday the 16th Sunday. or something. Or yeah, Sunday the 16th. Part 2 takes place on Friday the 13th. Part 3 takes place on... Saturday the, the 15th? And then this Or takes, 14th? Yeah, and this is like the end of Jason's weekend. Huh. This one's Killing more... spree. This one's more of a revenge tale for Jason. Because they, like, killed him and left him for dead. But he wasn't dead. Like, this is, like, I think the final one before he becomes Zombie Jason. Yes, because Paramount Studios at the time were embarrassed of the Friday the 13th franchise. And we're going to kill it. And then this movie made a shit ton of money in the 80s. This came out. This actually came out the same year as Nightmare on Elm Street. 84. So, in the later films, because I'm not a big jason fan like i haven't watched a lot of them like later in the film are, is he still able to being tricked by people no no because like right now like the last several it's like psychological it's psych mind blo like mind issues that he has because the second one the 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 jenny. girl jenny is pretending to be his mom yeah i can't remember what the third one was uh chrissy uh Chrissy tricks him as as well, and this is the last. And then this one, the little boy tricks him, like being Jason, uh, being him as a little kid, and being his self subconscious or whatever his his little brain little thing telling right from wrong. Because technically, Jason is actually a mentally disabled kid. Technically, if you go by his backstory, yeah, he's mentally handicapped. And the only reason why he's going on a killing spree, supposedly, is because he saw his mom get chopped up. And that's also the camp. Technically, the whole story of Jason is he's, he's basically protecting Crystal Lake because that's his home. So it's like people invading somebody's house. So Jason's protecting his house. Just don't go into the woods, guys. It, it's That's basically the, 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 the gist of it. But this one, you could tell, is the beginning of more violent Jason mm -hmm. because there's 
like he nails one of the bodies to the wall and then to get to um, Trish he runs through and just tears the body down as the nails tear through the hands he's that's true he he takes Rick's body and throws it through the window as hard as he can he takes a girl and launches her through the window and onto a car he busts his hand through a glass window to get to one of the guys that was taking a shower and impales him on the glass that's down there he's really violent and really aggressive and he takes some punishment in this movie yes he takes ham- he takes the claw part of the hammer to the neck he takes hammer shots to the forehead She even, like, cut... Where'd she cut him with the machete? Right down the hand. Oh, yeah! (laughs) I remember now! No, 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 no. He also gets a a TV smashed on top of his head. Yeah. And technically, the way they're swinging around that TV, that TV would have been disconnected from the cord long before he could have even swung and hit him. Trust me. Because they're just swinging it around like a lasso. That's a different movie we watched. Really? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, that's a a different... Well, that's what happens when you have me watch so many scary movies. No, this one, they just picked up the TV and just dropped it on his head. No, I think there was one where they did a... Not like a full lasso-y thing, but whatever. I don't care. That was crazy. Anyway, that should have broken apart, whether it was in that film or not. Yeah, it's... (laughs) This one also was the return of Tom Savini to the Friday the 13th series. He did all the makeup effects on the first one. So he created all the effects for this. And why do why does all the people in the horror films named Tommy? There's Tommy Jarvis, Tommy Doyle. Come on. I think Let's get him, away from I, Tommy. I think naming him I think most of the characters that were named what they were named in this one was a reference to other horror franchises. Maybe. Is what they were, is what they were going with, and there's a lot of innuendos in this movie. Really, or uh, like sexual innuendos, like. Oh, you're talking about the gay one the, in the, the shower. Well, not just that. The, the the dead fuck line, and how could you break up? How could you let B J Betty break up with you? And when you first see that movie, when you're a kid, you don't know what B J Betty means. But you learn when you're older what that means. Big jumper, right? <laughs> there's there's a lot to this movie. And the weird thing is, is this actually, for a lot of people, this is where they started their Jason. A lot of people don't start with the very first one. I did. A lot of people start with four. Which always reminds me of watching Monster Vision one year. And the Monster Vision couldn't get the rights to Friday the 13th Part 4. So Joe Bob Riggs went off script and started yelling and screaming on TV. Because how can you not have the rights to Part 4 when there's crucial plot points? Mm-hmm. Because this is, this is the one in the series that sets up a protagonist for three films. Yes. Tommy Jarvis. Even though te- Not Doyle, because that's from Halloween. Even though technically, 
part five isn't really Jason. You know, I wonder if Tom, if Tommy Doyle changed his name to Tommy Jarvis. No, because in Curse of Michael <laughs> Myers, he's the creepy guy that watches the, the, the Strode family from across the way. That's creepy. <laughs> Anywho, I'm a bigger Michael fan. She's a huge Halloween fan. I just, uh, in honor of Friday the 13th, I really wanted to pick one, but I wanted to, like, really pick a good one. And to me, this one... Yeah, and the kid goes crazy at the end. Like... They, they leave a, a little... cliffhanger like you think he could go nuts, but then they don't go anywhere with it. No. They, they give you the feeling that he's going to be the new Jason. And I wonder if... Then Halloween 4 came out years later. Came out years later, but kind of took the same... I'm just making this connection right now. Took the same ending as Friday 4. Yeah, and then they did it in 1989. <gasps> My brain just got boggled. One of the things I've noticed over the years is that the Friday the 13th franchise and the Halloween franchise take stuff from each other all the time. They, they borrow elements from other movies. Which I just... Hmm. I just find... Well, originally they said that Friday the 13th was a Halloween ripoff. No, not exactly. I don't think it's a Halloween ripoff at all. Some people just make that argument that they saw, that they saw Halloween and then they decided to make their version of it. Of course. Duh. I would, but I would have chose a happier holiday. Than a holiday that's not really a holiday. I guess so. Like Halloween, so I would do Easter. Have a killer Easter bunny running around. So would you... <laughs> would you pick Friday the 13th Part 4 as one of the better... Now not just Jason movies, but one of the better slasher films out of the 80s. Mm. I would put in the top ten. Okay. I would too. I liked it. It was... It did set up for the next several films. Um, I, I like it as much as I like Halloween 4. I think they're both two really good entrants. Like, I really... I, I really... Uh, I had a thought, and it's gone now. Go ahead. So I think this one and Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, are two very good, very good films. Mm -hmm. The problem, I, I believe, is the year that this came out, you had Friday the 13th, the final chapter. You had the very first Nightmare on Elm Street came out. And you also had Season of the Witch, I believe. I hate that movie. I know. That is one movie that will never be covered on this podcast, by the well, way. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to cover it because I hate that movie and it'll just be me ranting for a half hour about how much I hate it which may or may not be good so this has been episode 13 and we will talk to you again on episode 14 which maybe. will also drop this week maybe maybe